What if you can harness your inner energy to enhance your sexual prowess, eliminate premature ejaculation, have multiple orgasm, and also have prolonged orgasm? Well, stay tuned in this episode. I will be talking with Chris Shelton, Qigong Master. This podcast is for you, the modern man. I'm Dr. Ann Trung, your host. I'm an intimate health medical doctor and best-selling author of the book, Erectile Dysfunction Fix. I'll do a deep dive into sexual health and performance and how it affects men of all ages and backgrounds. So let's get started and be sure to visit my website at sexualhealthformenpodcast.com for more information and resources from the show. See you on the inside. Well, hello there, modern man. Well, today I am going to be talking with Chris Shelton. Chris Shelton is a Chinese medicine and Qiyong master. He's helped thousands worldwide reclaim their health and enjoy a life free from chronic pain. Chris has worked with the Special Olympics team, professional athletes, and celebrities looking for deeper meaning in their life. He is also the founder of Morning Crane Healing Art Center in San Jose and Los Angeles, California, and the author of Chi Young for Self-Refinement. And in fact, he just told me there's another book coming out as well. He's also the co-creator of the Chi Club and the Chi Gong Teacher Training Program. And you can access all of that on his website. So welcome, Chris. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on your show. Well, I'm more excited than you are, I'm sure, because this is a new concept that our listener will want to listen to because it's just not a Chinese name. It's, it, uh, it's a lifestyle and it's a healing art called Qigong. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes, Qigong, Qigong right? Qigong, yes. Qigong, yeah. at mm-hmm. Qigong and it's spelled Q-I-Q-O-N-G. Like Q, yeah. Right? Like this. Yeah, Q I G O N G. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, G. Oh, it's just a G. Yes. G O N G. So Q I G O N G. All right. I even I spelled that wrong in my own notes here. <laughs> <laughs> and I should know Not about so- that. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So tell us about Qigong. What, what is that? So first and foremost, I wanted to say that Qigong is not a belief structure. Qi is the life force energy that emanates through all things, seen and unseen. Even the chair for which you're sitting on is an expression of consciousness, which means it has a certain level, has energy in it. If it, if it did not, now this is a very deep thought, if it did not, then its particles would disperse into nothingness. But Qi, as we're talking about as far as our human body goes, is the blood or the life force that supports our life for us to be able to uh, pump blood for our brains to function, for our nervous system to function properly. That all takes energy. Gong then is a skill. So if you ever heard of Gong Fu, that means skill with a fist. So Qigong is the practice of harnessing this life force energy that emanates in all people and using the skill, which is the mind intent within certain specific practices, in order to do certain things for the body. And in this case, the style of Qigong that I teach is for mental, emotional health and also for proper body functioning. And if you 
understand how the emotions and the physical tied together, which I'm sure you do. We talked about this. And when we talk about sexual dysfunctions, that's definitely a physical and emotional dysfunction. So what's great about Qigong is that it gives people the tools in order to transform their mental emotional state. And at the same time as a byproduct increases their physical well-being. Wow. It's, it's like something that we need. So just to kind of uh, review, chi uh, is almost like the energy that propelled the blood throughout your body. W- would that be a good yes. uh, yeah. analogy there? Yeah. So if people have a hard time conceiving what chi is, yeah, we have a saying that the blood contains the chi and the chi moves the blood around the body. So when I'm talking to brand new students, I tell them, well, if you have a hard time understanding, just think of blood circulating throughout your body. If you think about it, if your blood is weak or deficient, and if you're uh, anemic, what happens? You're lethargic. You don't want to get out of bed. You might have depression. You know, you'll be tired all the time or get winded easily. So then the person's chi or blood is weak. If the blood is strong and flourishing the way that it should be, then what happens is the person has vitality. Their complexion looks good. Their hair looks good. I mean, you could definitely tell the strength of the chi inside the blood um, by looking at how much energy somebody has, looking at their complexion, and also looking at how lusterless or how much luster is in the hair. Okay, wonderful. And and Gong, uh, now explain that again. What what is you were you were saying? That more is it another energy channel as well? So Gong is really just the skill. Uh, And we have a saying that the imagination leads the mind and the mind leads the smooth flow of the qi. So so the gong part, when you hear qigong, is just saying that, okay, well, we're doing specific practices. They're all meant to do something medicinally inside the body. So these specific gong-style practices are intended on helping to move the qi through the internal organs and their associated system, which then that kind of skill whether you're doing a specific meditation or a specific movement helps to harmonize the internal organ system, which then, like I said, then the person has a fruitful and a healthy, fulfilled life. Wow. Okay. I get it now. So why should we care about qi and why should we care about qigong? Wow. These are really great questions. The reason why is because so many of us and living here in Los Angeles, you know, there's a lot of beautiful people here. I have a lot of high profile, beautiful celebrity clients. So from what I've noticed throughout the 22 years of being in clinical practice, there's a lot of people that just focus on the external and physical fitness is important. And uh, exercising is definitely important to help to maintain the body's functionality and our longevity. But I see it over and over again where somebody is working out all the time, they're eating healthy, and yet they're still dying of chronic artery disease. So the component that's missing and the reason why Qigong is so powerful is that it helps to transform the aging process or slow the aging process. Also helps you to deal with emotional trauma, whether past or present, which will cause things like chronic artery disease. And then it gives the people the tools in order to empower themselves to be their own superior doctor. What does that mean? That means because you become so aware of your body that you understand disease before disease sets in. Now in China, ancient China, what would happen is, is that you would pay your doctor to keep you healthy. As soon as you got sick, you would stop paying your physician because it meant that the physician wasn't doing their job. So the whole idea of Qigong is to be able to help you become your own superior doctor. 
and understand how your or how your body functions and how these organs function and create longevity. You know, they say that we should all live at least 120 years. That means that you live 120 years and you die a graceful death. It doesn't mean that you die in suffering. So that's the whole idea is being able to empower yourself to deal with all the stresses that go on in your life and also past trauma, PTSD, all that kind of stuff, and then be able to process it so then you could have the quality of life that we all deserve. Oh, wow. Sign me up for that. I really <laughs> like the way how you said in in China that you know they pay the doctor to keep them healthy, and that's preventative medicine. Preventative. Uh, unlike Western medicine, is that you, you the doctor only get paid to treat to more reactive medicine is to treat you when you have disease. Imagine yep. if we have that in our healthcare system. Where where would we be? And it's not that expensive to practice the art, the art of qigong either. And 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 you yourself teaches uh, that for uh, as well in your club. So h- how does qigong help? People reduce stress and relieve pain. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So what happens is, is that there's specific moving practices that I have on my YouTube channel that I, you know, show on my TikTok page and such. There's specific moving practices and meditative practices. So when people say, well, Chris, what is Qigong like? And I say, well, have you heard of Tai Chi? Most people say yes. Uh, Qigong is actually the foundation of Tai Chi. It's also the foundation of acupuncture and classical Chinese medicine. And so by doing these simple movements, what happens is is it helps get you out of your head and back into your body first and foremost. So for example, I have a white meditation on, on iTunes and Spotify called the white pearl meditation. Well, what is that white pearl meditation good for? Number one, to get you out of your head and then put you back into your body, but also to strengthen your kidneys. So if your kidney health is strong, then your vitality is strong. And so we have that meditation. I have another one called the center and balance meditation. And the purpose of that meditation also is to get you out of your head and back into your body, but also too, to be able for you to become so aware of your body that you understand when disease is starting to show up and then be able to do or utilize these specific Qigong practices in order to transform chronic pain and chronic disease. And so, for example, when I see somebody with a, with a frozen shoulder or they can't move their neck, <clears throat> a lot of times people will blame their mattress or they'll blame their pillow. And unless you're doing jujitsu and someone popped your shoulder out or you're a pitcher, you popped your shoulder out, every single shoulder and neck issue I've seen always goes back to emotions that obstruct the heart. Because if you look at all the acupuncture vessels that feed up into the face or from the face, down into the hands, they're all all direct connected or indirectly connected back to the heart. Mm. So by that's doing the, these, is that the meridian line that you were referring to? Yeah, right? the, the acupuncture channel. So by doing these practices daily, what happens is is that it starts to release emotions, and you may not know what's coming up for you, like you may not cry and those kinds of things, but it will start to release these emotions and these toxins from the organs. And as a byproduct, you naturally become calmer and you naturally become stress-free. Wow, that's uh, awesome. Now, this uh, uh, meditation uh, on uh, Spotify, is that your channel? Well, it's, uh, I have to, right now I have two meditations on iTunes and, and Spotify. Like I said, one is called the White Pearl Meditation by Chris Shelton. The other one's called the Center and Balance Meditation by Chris Shelton. 
I was in the recording studio earlier this year with famous composer C.J. Vanston, uh, who composed for Def Leppard and Tina Turner and Joe Cocker and everybody. Anyways, he's composing the music, and, and we recorded 12 more Qigong meditations that will be coming out probably in 2020, early 2023. And the difference between this, because some people will say, okay, Chris, well, what's the difference between Qigong and mindfulness meditation? Well, what I love about Qigong is that it composes the yin aspect, which is mindfulness, but then it has the yang aspect, which is where we're mindfully doing something or trying to create some kind of change. And so all those meditations that I've recorded, no matter how simplistic they are, once again, they are all meant to do something medicinally inside the body. And one of the things most importantly is to calm the mind, calm the mind, calm down the sympathetic nervous system, get you out of fight or flight mode. And then guess what? You have this vitality that's, you know, when they're looking, when people are looking for the fountain of youth, it's not Botox, it's Qigong and healthy diet and exercise and proper hydration and proper sleep. Wow. I, I love the way you say that. Yeah. It's anti-aging. It's not Botox and fillers, uh, right. but it's uh, back to the basics of mind-body balance and mm -hmm. proper diet, sleep, mm -hmm. and exercise, which which is really good for all diseases, including yeah, what this show is about is uh, sexual health. And my big point about sexual health is not just about sex. It's about you know, general wellness. It's about your longevity as well, right? right? So on that, on that note, how can Qiyong uh, help for sexual enhancement? Okay, so according to classical Chinese medicine, if, first I'm going to talk about the, the, the physiology behind, especially for a man being able to have an erection. The liver and kidneys are the main organs responsible for that action. Now, there are other organs that do play a role because you're, you know, the misconception is that the heart produces blood. It doesn't. It's the governor of blood. But... Your liver is the controller of blood. And so that's why they say, for example, if somebody drinks too much, then they have performance issues because that alcohol affects the liver blood, affects the liver chi. And guess what? That liver acupuncture meridian, which is on both sides of the body, encircles the genital region. The reason why uh, that little blue pill works for some people is because it affects the liver blood. Okay. So that's one organ. The other organ that controls the reproductive system is your kidneys. Now, your kidneys controls, gosh, everything from your reproductive system to the bones in your body, your the marrow, um, all the major glands in the body, um, which includes the testes and the uh, you know the brain and and the blood. So the this these kidneys have a great functionality. And if there's a weakness of kidney essence. Then what happens is, is that they're from a physical standpoint, this also could be a contributing factor too. So that's why when, when people are burning the candles at both ends and stuff like that, and then they go home or to, you know, they go to have sex and all of a sudden this thing is not working, it's, it's because the essence has to be restored. And so when we look at the physical aspect or component, those are the two main organs. Like I said, other organs play a role too, because blood is essential to be able to get an erection. And so other organs that play a role would be your spleen and your pancreas, as well as your lungs. So those organs indirectly play a role too. But when we see a patient come in uh, with erectile dysfunction, then what happens is, is that we actually will look at the stress in the person's life, because now let's talk about the emotions. If you have a lot of repressed anger or resentment, guess what? That will obstruct the blood flow 
of the liver. And if that anger and resentment is held on to for a long time, guess what? It turns into depression. How does depression happen? Well, the blood becomes stagnant within the liver. And the blood, if the blood is stagnant within the liver, it doesn't flow through the heart properly. And then the mind will suffer as a result. So unlike Western medicine, where they treat the brain, what happens is when we see a patient uh, that has depression or has anxiety around having sex, one of the first things that we do is then we look at, well, how's that liver blood functioning? How are the kidneys functioning? How much stress is in a person's life? You know, I, I did a few amateur kickboxing matches with Kung Lee's fight team. And uh, one of the professional fighters on the team one time, he came in to clinic and he said, you know, Chris, it was crazy. He goes, you know, cause with Kung's fight team, we did hard sparring all the time. And, uh, he said, you know, we, Chris, he goes last night, dude, I, you know, uh, we did, I don't know. I think he said they did like 12 rounds of hard sparring. He said he went home to have sex with his girlfriend. He said, I could not get it up. I said, well, because you shot your wad while sparring. Because the same energy that it takes to fight, that is the same sexual energy that it takes to fight, is just like having an orgasm. That's why you will hear that a lot of professional boxers will not have sex a few weeks before a fight. Why? Because even if they know nothing about Chinese medicine, they know that it somehow weakens their system. Yes, yes, and and that's one of the reasons why for for men to hold their uh, ejaculation to right is to hold that energy inside and not release it and and not deplete their the sperm uh, stores and uh, make the testicles produce more sperm. Yeah, but you said two weeks. Is that how long it, it takes to kind of replenish the energy? Well, you know, I know fighters that will actually do three to four weeks out. There's some fighters that will, <clears throat> excuse me, do like two weeks out. Uh, but they know because, and if you think about it, you know, it's, what's very fascinating is in one of the classical Chinese medicine textbooks and the foundations of Chinese medicine by Giovanni, um, I, I'm probably misquoting this, but it's ridiculous. He was saying that I think between age 18 and 23, I think it's like seven orgasms a day. And then between 23 and 29, you know, for men, I'm talking about for men, you know, then it's like, uh, then it goes down, right? And the reality is, is that if you're having that many orgasms, then will you even have any energy to function? And what I tell people is, is that if you don't believe in what I'm saying, then the next time you feel a virus or a flu come on and you feel like, oh, I'm getting body aches and stuff like that, have an orgasm and see if it makes you worse or not. Chances mm -hmm. are, if you deplete your essence, you'll get sicker. Yep. 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 So uh, it's all connected. I all totally connected. agree with that. Because you're, yeah. you're, but you're, you're not in the mood anyway. Your mind will kind of like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not in the mood as well. And like you touched upon before is, you know, in order to get, for you to get an erection, you have to be in the parasympathetic state. Which right, is the, the relaxed state, you know, the, mm. it's what they call the, you know, breathe and, and relax uh, yeah, state. So you have to be the opposite of fight or flight, which is the sympathetic state. Mm -hmm. And to, to tap into the parasympathetic state, you, you, uh, that's how you, you, it's the opposite. So if you're stressed and if you're busy working, you're not getting enough sleep and you're getting, you're not eating well, you're not exercising well, you're, you're not staying in the parasympathetic uh, state, like exactly what you were saying before. So to what Qigong, how, what you mentioned in your book, the microcosmic orbit meditation, 
I'm mm. really curious about that. Can you talk more about that? And how is that different than yoga? So I was reading the instructions on the breathing. I'm like, how is it different than yoga breathing? Okay, so that's a great question too. So the microcosm of orbit breathing, it also has other names like the Jupiter's orbit breathing, uh, small heaven breathing, like it has so many different names. So what happens is we have these 12 regular acupuncture meridians in the body. These 12 regular acupuncture vessels or meridians, they control the 12 major organs in the body. We have then what is referred to the eight extraordinary meridians or vessels in the body. Two of the most powerful vessels in the body is one is called the governing vessel within where the, the channel runs up the spine, up over the top of the head. and actually ends right here, right at the underneath the, the plethrum here. That's where the governing vessel ends. Conception channel comes up from the perineum and then flows up and then it connects to underneath the tongue. So what happens in the microcosmic orbit meditation is that we mindfully place the tip of the tongue to the roof of the mouth as if saying the letter N. And then we imagine a white light or just energy, you can imagine whatever, flowing straight up the spine, up over the top of the head. And then as you exhale down the front of the face, the chest, the abdomen, lightly squeeze the anal sphincter muscle and use that as a pump. And then as we pump straight up the spine, up over the top of the head, down the front of the face, the chest and the abdomen. And so what will happen is, is that they say it takes about 100 days to open up those two main vessels of the body, meaning doing that practice for, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes every day, inhaling up the spine, exhaling down the front. They say in about 100 days, then what happens is, is that those two channels really open up and then start to flow into the other vessels or channels, which are the 12 channels that feed into the 12 organ systems of the body. So it's like a reservoir in nature. What happens if that reservoir becomes full? What happens? It flows into other smaller reservoirs and creeks, right? And then, and then uh, benefits the other lakes, you know, that are surrounding it. So this microcosmic orb meditation, what it does is it helps to balance out the 12 organs of the body that all contribute back to sexual function. Number one. Uh, number two, what it does is it helps to benefit our uh, CNS, which is our central nervous system. And if you study the central nervous system, uh, things like uh, what we're talking about, the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system, right? Uh, that all comes from that CNS. So, and there's different components of the spine that control those different, those two main types of, of responses in, in the body, right? So the theory is, is that you do this meditation every day, you start to benefit the other organs of the body, because at some point or another, these other channels that feed into the organs cross over these two major channels of the body. But also to just reiterate, we also help to move the energy and stimulate that central nervous system. So very, very powerful. But there's actually, but so, but there's actually another uh, meditation for men. Well, women can do this too. And you know, when people say, like, for example, like, oh, I'm, I'm have. I'm practicing celibacy to serve God. Well, they have to understand why they're doing that for. Why, why would they be doing that? And if they are doing that, you still have to move the chi. Because if you don't move the energy, then you take more chances for testicular cancer, prostate cancer, ovarian cancer, cervical cancer, because the energy gets stuck. So one, a great practice to do, this is hard to practice, is pull the energy straight up and then down. So that flows down to the perineum. Now the perineum is the acupuncture point right between the sex glands or behind the sex glands in the anal sphincter muscle. So then what you do is then you inhale a smaller orbit 
from the perineum up to the mean men, which is the acupuncture point in between the left and the right kidney. And then you imagine that energy circulating to right below the belly button at chi high, and then it circulates around to the perineum and then up the spine again and up over the top of the head, down the front of the face, the chest, the abdomen, flowing through the perineum, back up again to the Ming Men, which is the acupuncture point between the left and right kidney, through the body, emerging again right below the belly button. And you know what else is great about this practice too, is this teaches men to be able to last longer too, without having to have an orgasm. Right. And what, what is that practice called? Is that also the microcosmic orbit? Yeah, I, or call is that the smaller that? Orb, I call it the smaller orbit breathing, uh, or some people will call it uh, the harmonizing of yin and yang, because, you know, we have the, uh, the perineum uh, is considered the lower dantian or energy sphere in some systems. Uh-huh. The Ming Men is considered the middle dantian in some schools of thought. So you're combining the yin and yang. And you're circulating it and you're circulating it. So once again, whether you're male or female, if you're not having sex, whether it's planned or unplanned or for a purpose or, you know, just that's just the way things are, it's still important to circulate that energy through that region here, you know. But also, too, as a man, uh, what's really good when you feel like you're going to have that orgasm, you're going to need to have that release if you want to last longer, then what you do is you practice, you know, as that, or- that sensation comes up, then you practice squeezing that anal sphincter muscle and pulling that energy up, back and up, back and up. And then, towards oh, the head. Towards back the up, head. Towards the head. Ah. Yeah, and then back down. And then back down because we don't want to leave it up here. We want to, unlike a kundalini, like when we hear about people having that oh, kundalini, kundalini rising, we don't, we don't want to keep, in, in Qigong, we don't want to keep the energy in the head. Too much potential for injury. So what we want to do is we want to pull it around. And... If you are having intercourse with somebody, there's something called Taoist sexology. And uh, Taoist sexology was developed. How do you spell be- that? Taoist, T-A-O-I-S-T. Uh-huh. Okay. So there, there's books out there on Taoist sexology that have further other practices that you can do. But the whole purpose of Taoist sexology was because ancient developed people of the time recognized that, oh, well, if you're having too much of a release all the time, you shorten your, they were shortening their lifespans. In fact, my acupuncture told me, teacher who I studied with privately one-on-one for two and a half years, she's was the first one licensed in California. She was telling me that if you look at the character, there's two characters for acupuncture. One represents the needle. The other one represents moxibustion. And so what she said they would do is what happened was, was that emperors thousands of years ago were dying in their 20s from heart attacks because they had too many concubines and so they had to come up <laughs> so they had to come up with a way to keep these emperors alive and so this technique of moxibustion which also by the way that white pearl meditation kind of works in the same way of restoring the essence the gene of the kidneys what they would do is she she said they burn the moxibustion right below the belly button and this would pull the yin essence in and then to the kidneys and spread chi throughout the body. So she's really cute because, you know, she's very old school uh, Taiwanese, you know, and uh, a philosopher on Confucianism and stuff. And so she looked at me and she said, so, Chris, Viagra has been around for many thousands and thousands of years. <laughs> <laughs> 
through 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 Mark Sebastian, right? <laughs> through Mark Sebastian, yes. <laughs> well, I I need to look into that. I need to look into that treat as a treatment for my patient, Mark Sebastian. And and essentially, what you're saying is that if you do that, you pull the chin in, you can actually hold ejaculation, right? Uh, yes, you can hold the ejaculation. So going back to Taoist sexology. If you, they believe that at the time of conception between God and your parents and your environment, you, you, you get this battery of life. Now, this battery will predict how long your life will be, except for like if you got hit by a car or something like that or some disease. But it's your overall essence. And like I said earlier, these kidneys control everything, your ears, your hair, your brain, all that stuff. Excuse me. So that's why as you age, what happens? Hearing loss, memory loss, hair loss sexual performance starts to diminish. Why? Because this essence is naturally declining. So ancient developed ones understood that too many ejaculations. Now, don't get me wrong. It's, it's healthier to have sex because sex is proper sexual function is considered healthy and natural. Uh, when we have people that are having issues, that's considered disease in Chinese medicine. But they recognize if there's too many ejaculations, then this would weaken their or lessen their essence but more importantly they believed in immortality and one of the steps of immortality was to conserve this essence so to refine mm. the chi so Tao sexology would teach men especially how to circulate and how to conserve the essence so you know we do these practices and let's say if an orgasm is a 10 and then peaks off right with this system of practice, it's a constant eight, and you can control it for as long as you want to go. Men, are you frustrated in dealing with erectile dysfunction? Your relationship is suffering and your medication is not working anymore? Well, what if I tell you that ED is treatable and reversible? You are not alone and it is not your fault. Over the past 20 years, I have treated over 7,000 men suffering from ED. So that way they can regain their confidence and be able to function again and have satisfying sex. And now it's time for you to join them to have the same result. I am now having a modern man club, a discreet community free from judgment for men with ED looking to restore their vitality and their sex life. When you sign up, you will get Time with me, one hour, twice a month, where you can ask me anything about uh, sexual dysfunction or how to stop ED, anything you want to ask. And then I give you access to a library full of content on male sexuality, on things that work, things doesn't work. And I do all the vetting, all the work, so you don't have to spend time on Google or do research and get frustrated and wasting time, money, and anguish. I will do all the uh, research for you. And then on top of that, we will have guest experts joining us to share their wisdom. And don't forget, you have access to a community of men supporting one another and learning from one another. This is all for $57 a month. And you sign for a whole year. You get two months free. So don't wait. It is time to get results. If you keep doing the same things now, you're going to get the same result. All you have to do is try something different, give yourself an opportunity to have a better sex life and stop ED in its tracks. So I want you to look at the link below and or go to my show notes or go to men sexuality club. 
com slash sales page. Again, mensexualityclub.com sales page. S-A-L-E-S-P-A-G-E. I'll put the link below. Come join me in the Modern Man Club. Oh, that's interesting. Very, very interesting. And and I guess when we were talking about the frequency of tech, in those, in those days, you know, I, I would assume probably anything more than 10 times a day is uh, is a lot. And, right. you know, what if you listen to this podcast, I've been kind of advocating, you know, have sex three to five times a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should be the minimum. But, you know, when we're talking about when, when you're having too much sex, it's probably Excessive. between more than probably 10, uh, 10 a day because, yeah. it, because your body have to expend energy to make the 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 the, the semen the the fluid from your ejaculation that comes from the prostate that comes from the testicles and it has to expend a lot of energy to make the sperm then anytime uh-huh. you ejaculate you deplete that supply and then your body have to make that energy again as well and to that i i can certainly see that and i like the part where you're saying that you know when you have stagnant energy in the perineum or 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 where the you know the the sexual organs are located at it, it manifests as a cancer like prostate cancer or cervical or ovarian cancer and you really need to clear that energy that stagnant energy and let it move throughout uh, the meridian as well as the gates that you mentioned in your book. So the whole point is that, you know, the meridian line and the, 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 the energy line you're talking about, they need to be moved. They need to be balanced between moving, you know, at, at a balance, moving throughout your body, right? And there's, mm-hmm. if there's a stagnation of, of one of the energy line and that manifests as disease, Right. Or in like what we're talking about here specifically, then it could turn out to be sexual dysfunction or premature ejaculation, nocturnal emissions. You know, all those things are all symptoms as to what is going on in your life. And chances are, um, besides drinking too much alcohol, having too much greedy, fat, greasy, fatty, fried food or sugar, uh, chances are if you are having those situations, it's due to your mental, emotional state. Mm, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, for for example, the kidneys, most people don't realize that the ki- different emotions attack different organs. The kidneys are affected by fear and shock. So if you have fear in your life, maybe there's fear around having sex, or maybe uh, you saw something that was shocking. Maybe you survived abuse or trauma. Maybe you survived sexual abuse. Uh, this can actually create an obstruction of the proper functioning of the penis and and then we will start to see a weakening of the kidney essence, which if there's a weakening of it, then we will see nocturnal emissions, right? Uh, we will see premature ejaculation because mm-hmm. the body's not strong enough to hold the semen back. That's what's happening. But if you go back to the mental emotion state, well, okay, well, what's happening with me? Well, you know, and, 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 and it can also be things that we take for granted too. Like maybe you're watching too much news and seeing things that are disturbing for you, right? Disturbs your shen or your spirit. The, you know, this could also trigger the kidneys a, as well. So, so yeah, so when we're looking at the dysfunctions, uh, male dysfunctions, we really have to address. And majority of the time, though, from what I've seen, and years ago, I'm just going to be transparent, years ago in my early 20s, I had this happen to me because I have very strong sexual prowess, right? And I was with this gal that was, uh, didn't know it at the time, but she had a lot of psychological issues. And so we were 
fooling around and stuff like that. And she wanted to wait until we got an STD test to have, to have sex. And anyways, so we were like right there at the moment. And she's like, no, 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 no. And then I was like, yes. Then it was no, 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 no. And then I was like, okay, well, let's just go. We get in the car to leave. And she goes, I really meant yes. And so when we went back in to like, my shit didn't work. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on here? What are you doing to me? <laughs> <laughs> but it was because of the back and forth, the, you know, there it was because of that, that emotional, again, emotional state, right? That mental, emotional state. And, um, and I'm really glad that you're doing this type of podcast because a lot of us men don't like to talk about those situations. We pride our masculinity on how fertile we are or you know, our sexual prowess, right? That's, but so when something like that happens, you know, you know, it does, you know, men don't really talk about it. What, what needs to happen is, you know, women talk about their sexual health with their girlfriends all the time. They're talking about their periods and, you know, their cycle and yep. all this, but us men, nope. Oh no. no I you, was, you, you, you don't talk about it. You don't night. look at each other when you go to, to the locker room either. And it's almost like an insult if you do. But what you're saying is that, you know, and like what I've always been stressing is that, the brain is a larger sexual organ. Mm -hmm. And if the brain isn't there, nothing's going to happen below the, uh, the the neck or below the belt at all. And in the, the story you were telling was that, you know, your brain wasn't there. It was just too much back and forth and your brain was gone. You know, you were really kind of, you left your parasympathetic, you left your your relaxed state to more of a worry state, like what what's going on here? But to go back to that, what, what men do not know is that you need they need to know that the brain is the largest sexual organ, and that's what you know that need to be addressed first. Uh, not to say that you know there's anything wrong, wrong with them psychologically, but just just like stress or distraction or so in the story that you're telling, you know, just like frustration that that will kind of you know uh, ruin uh, everything as well. But what I see is that sometimes that anxiety, that performance anxiety, if it happens uh, a few times, that create this this negative imprint yeah, mm -hmm. uh, in in a man's perception of their performance. And especially if they already has, you know, a little bit of performance issues, as in like not getting as firm as they used to, but then compound upon that, it actually makes the ED worse. So the end point I'm trying to make is that if, if the thought is there and there's that negative imprint is there, it actually makes your physical functioning worse than often than it is. Meaning that yeah. if your erection physically is only like working maybe 70% of the time, but because of the the brain thinking and the negative imprint, uh, thinking that oh you know I may not I'm not going to be able to perform and you know I need to do that, it it worsened the the condition and make and make the erection about maybe fifty percent firmness. And that's what I see when you know and I I treat my patient and we restore the erection and the blood flow again. But uh, the part they have to overcome is in their in their mind that hey you know it's working again and and I I need to get that negative imprint out and stop relying on that little blue pill because that little blue pill becomes such a crutch 
for men for their performance because once you take that and you get you feel more firm and you they feel that they can last longer it becomes a crutch and it's hard for them to stop taking it i i, I equate the little blue pill almost like recreational drug like you know cocaine and amphetamine because it gives you that sense false sense of confidence and it totally hijacked the natural sexual response, a meaning hijack how your uh, how a man has uh, a natural response to get an erection, and like you you stated, it it start you know the energy really probably start from the perineum and then go up to the head and then go down. I think you know and maybe not in the head and then go up and down, but you know it does it, it is like kind of a yin and yang balance there that you see. So that is really really interesting and. Uh, I think that, you know, for a man, if you have sexual dysfunction, look into Qigong and check out Chris' uh, website. So how does our listener find out more about you and about Qigong? Okay, so we have multiple websites. They can go to, so all my my YouTube page and Instagram, Facebook is Chris Shelton. That's S-H-E-L-T-O-O-N. Chris Shelton Qigong, Q-I-G-O-N-G. Uh, that's that's the handle. My TikTok page where I have like little quick videos, Tai Chi videos, face reading videos. It's uh, Chris underscore Shelton underscore Qigong. Or you can go to SheltonQigong.com. And um, also on there, there's a five element questionnaire for which you can download and figure out what your personality type is, which is an important too. And um, right. uh, I totally recommend that. I actually did that. It's it, a uh, questionnaire. It's very extensive uh, and it's free. And But free. take your time in answering it because it can tell you a lot about uh, yourself and how you can actually heal yourself. So I took the questionnaire and these are my results. So my biggest uh, number is fire and my lowest number is metal is minus Four. And as you can see here, I'm going to have Chris interpret this for me. And what does it really mean? So if you take this uh, questionnaire, there's an explanation for it and some recommended resource as well. So I'm hoping that Chris will help me interpret this and, and how, what it means. Okay. So uh, if anybody's ever taken a personality questionnaire, chances are they've taken what is called as an enneagram. Like I'm a number eight on the enneagram. And that enneagram is great because it tells us overall what the personality of the person is. Now, this five element questionnaire that's in the back of my book there, Qigong for Self-Refinement, also on the Shelton Qigong webpage, it tells us what our primary typology is, meaning, believe it or not, different organs will govern us. And in your case, your heart is fire, represents the fire elements of your you're a heart person. You come from a space. Fire people um, light up the room when they walk into a place. You know, they, uh, they're they the fun of the party, you know. Um, they express love. That's their, because that's the virtue of the heart is love. And so what happens is, is that when you know your typology and if you deviate, because there's a whole list of items that show what your strengths are. So what is your strength if your liver governs you? What is the strength if your lungs govern you? But... When you deviate from that typology, that starts to indicate specific diseases. So, for example, if a fire type is not allowed to show their light, that will start to show up as psychological disorders and disease because in, a, in other health problems like maybe cardiovascular issues, heart issues, um, AFib, those types of things. So the importance of this is, yes, it'll tell us our personality. But also what it'll do too is it'll tell us what potential diseases may be lying around the corner because of that typology. Now, the other important number on there was your weakest number, which in your case was your metal typology. Uh, so the metal connects to the lungs. So 
Um, so when we see a, a gap larger than 16 between all the five organs, um, and all those five organs correlate back to a certain element like fire, wood, water, earth, and metal. If there's too much of a gap, then it shows us, okay, well, that deficiency, there must have been, because the lungs are affected by grief, sadness, and loss. So there must have been some loss somewhere in your life, some grief. And this is the reason why that lung number, that metal number is so low. So this is important because now we're like, oh, okay, now that I know this, I can do specific Qigong practices to tonify and strengthen my lungs to release the grief and the sadness and the shame and the guilt and allow for the positive virtue to come in. I could do a healing sounds for the lungs. I could do a gentle feng shui that benefits the lungs. I could do gentle herbs, uh, food that benefits lung chi. So this is the importance of, of knowing this or taking this questionnaire is it, it tells us who you are, tells us when you deviate from who you are as a certain typology, potential diseases, but also underneath the surface, what other diseases may be lurking as a result of, result of emotional trauma that affected a certain organ that needs to be built up. Oh, so I need to build up my, my lung. Uh, then and, and, and uh, yeah, it, absolutely right. I am prone to getting uh, respiratory oh, uh, disease. See? See? Yeah, yeah. I oh, get bronchitis. Funny. I get bronchitis in, a, in the wintertime. And, mm. uh, uh, but the silver lining, you know, since COVID, it, you know, we, we wear a mask. And I haven't gotten it in the last couple of years because I wear a mask now when I work. And when you meant, it's interesting that you mentioned grief because both my parents had uh, had died early. In so fact, you know, you know, at 57 and so, 79 yeah. for my dad, but you know, 57 is what I'll be next year. That's when my mom passed away and she's been a, a chronic uh, smoker. But, you know, I, I, I may not realize that's affecting me more than, than I, I, you know, I thought. Yeah, so that questionnaire will pin, will start to pinpoint it, like you said. And so that's because of that repressed grief or loss, then what happens is your lung chi is weak. And one of the things that the lungs do is it houses what is known as the wei chi, which is our defense mechanism, which is part of our immune health. That's why, that's why during COVID, when doctors were telling their patients to go home and take some, you know, Sudafed, I was telling my patients to come in because you're not going to get me sick because my lung health is so strong. My wei chi is so strong. And besides that, we, we were helping with Chinese herbology um, heal people that had COVID. Uh, but if you look at the emotional state, that's where the Qigong comes in then. That's where we say, okay, well, I'm going to focus on maybe circumstances with my mom that makes me sad. I'm going to feel it, see it. Well, what are some of the environmental things? And, I, and then I'm going to inhale, open up the chest, and then exhale, allow for that then to leave out the hands. Or if I'm doing the healing sound, whether it's, ha for the heart or if it's for the lungs this is how we release the emotional trauma so unlike conventional therapy where you go in and this is from my own experience you go in you talk about things and sometimes they pick off the scab you leave you're like oh man i feel worse than what i did when i walked in i want you to pick off the scab but then by doing this specific qigong practice that's in my book that's also on my youtube page you then release the vibration from the organ and that's how you start to process that trauma Oh wow! So we can find I so I can go to your YouTube YouTube channel and find out how to release that energy, you know, to boost up my lung element. Then, right? yeah, yeah. And if there's one more thing I can say before we sign off here uh, for men out there is that if you have a partner who is uh, verbally abusive to you, makes you feel bad if uh, you're not able to get an erection 
or your performance is not what it used to be. You know, I would definitely voice how you feel. Don't keep that in because that will further create more of this problem. And then, um, if possible, I would change partners, you know, uh, part, if possible, because, um, you need people that are going to be understanding and be able to be supportive because that psychological abuse or when people say mean things or like, oh, you're not interested in me. Am I something wrong with me? That kind of guilt uh, affects us men. And, and a lot of us men, we don't show our emotions. And as a result of that, this shows up as in this case, dysfunction, or it can show up as disease. Well said. I love how you say that. And so men, find, go to Chris's website at Shelton Qigong. It's S-H-E-L-T-O-N-Q-I-G-O-N-G.com. And check out his, his Qi Club as well as take the free five element uh, questionnaire like I did. It will give you some more enlightening to what's going on about you and your personality and what your weakness uh, are. Because I am, I'm, I'm probably going to join his Chi Club and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and do the exercises with him as much as I can and find out so much about Qigong that it's almost an essential, uh, essential thing you need to do in your life along with diet and exercise, uh, right? Why, why don't we do this more, Chris? Why, why isn't this more mainstream? You know, because I think people thought it was a Chinese thing or it was a belief thing or, you know, like it went against Christ or something like that. And I, I'm a man of God. Um, and I'm telling you right now, that's, that's one of those things. And, and it's been hidden kind of in secrecy because other things have taken more precedence in, in, in their life, you know, and, and so what's great is, is that people like you are exposing their population in the world to these practices. And it's not a new practice. Like I said, it's over 5,000 years old. What I tell people, if it was fake, anything that's fake has a way of exposing its weakness over time. It would not last 5,000 years, would not last this long. So the fact that it's still around and it's gaining momentum across the U.S. and around the world, if it's still around, that means there's something to it. So I, I think, in fact, more hospitals, like we have government contracts up in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area where we teach for the HHS and we teach, you know, for the county supervisors and stuff because they recognize that the emotional stress, and especially during COVID, uh, the first responders that had to deal with all that they had to deal with, they recognized that, wow, these simple practices were giving their employees tools in order to deal with that emotional stress of what was going on. And so I believe that now it's going to start to come out with my new film that's coming out. Um, I was in a movie this filmed um, with Billy Blanks, Tybo creator Billy Blanks is coming out uh, this coming year to theaters and where I get to drop some wisdom because I play kind of across between Mr. Miyagi and Yoda. And, uh, oh, wow. Wow. So, well, what is the name of that movie? Uh, the circuit, the movie's called the circuit. And, um, okay. and again, Billy, Billy being a man of God also, he said, you know, I want to promote, I want, when he asked me to be in his movie, he says, I want to promote these internal arts, um, because Qigong also could be used for internal martial arts as well, too. That's the other component that it's used for too. So, so Billy sees the value of what I'm sharing with the world and through his movie, The Circuit, wants me to gently put it out there. So all these different avenues, being on your show, you know, my second new book on how to fix back problems, 
all this kind of stuff. My new short film that's coming out this year, A Healer's Journey or The Healer Within, um, is all going to further help to expand the awareness to the public that it's not a belief structure. It only enhances what it is that you're supposed to do. And what I love about it the most is that it does not discriminate against your race, your gender, your age. You could do Qigong from a seated position. You don't need a special mat. You don't need special yoga clothing. You can do it anywhere and you can take it with you anywhere. And that's what empowers you. And I love that. And you don't have to, uh, it, and you don't have to spend a lot of money uh, at all Correct. because Chris makes it very affordable to access uh, this skill and this art that is so valuable. I just wish, I think it'll be more mainstream if insurance company covers this. You know, because insurance company I know covers uh, seniors and uh, 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 defined as fifty over fifty years old for gym membership, like at the YMCA or at Gold's Gym. Why can't they they cover Chi Young as in you know now you can access it through you know online now and on demand, and that's how I I I think it's going to get to mainstream. Sadly, sadly, acupuncture had is still not covered by insurance as a mode of treatment uh, Mm -hmm. at this time. And like you said, acupuncture has been there 5,000 years as well, too. And the whole continent of Asia, Europe, everywhere is using it. But yet, in the U.S., it's still not considered an approved, effective uh, treatment. And uh, But you know, doing $25,000 surgery, you know, such as a knee replacement or hip replacement surgery and putting, putting uh, rods and pins and, uh, into the spine is covered instead of trying to promote uh, preventative uh, health with something as simple as breathing and moving uh, the energy in your body. So uh, I applaud you for what you're doing and I hope that, you know, together we can collaborate on sure. uh, bringing this uh, skill. It's a simple skill. You just got to practice and be consistent and have a mentor that can uh, guide you and teach you. So thank you for being with me today and dropping your pearls of wisdom for our listeners. I've learned uh, a lot uh, myself as well. And so thank you very much. No, thank you. And, you know, for those of you that are interested, uh, like uh, she said, we do have the Chi Club. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, live from 8 to 8.30. And please join us. And if you, that doesn't work for you, the YouTube channel, there's all kinds of free videos there, all meant to help to improve your state of well-being and once again, live the quality of life you deserve to live in. Thank you again for having me on your show. And yes, I would love to collaborate with you. You have a fantastic energy. You're so much fun. And this has been a great honor to be on your show. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Sexual Health for Men podcast. If you love this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and post it on Facebook, Instagram, or wherever you post. And be sure to tag me and let me know why you like this episode and what you like to hear in the future. That will help me know what's great for you. And I would love to give you the most incredible free gift designed to help you improve performance quickly. Go to my website at sexualhealthformenpodcast.com to get the book, The Five Common Costly Mistakes Men Make When Facing ED. I would appreciate it if you subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, and just know that you can have sexual vitality for life. I appreciate you. Until next time.